Welcome, 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 welcome to the Just Jiu Jitsu Podcast, episode 6068. Oh my God. I am your host, Andrew Desimone, with. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And this is, like I said, the Just Jiu Jitsu Podcast. Oh, I didn't tell you. We uh, we had a. I got a notification for another review um, that we had on on iTunes. And I'll just read this one out to you to see what you think. Um, (laughs) Okay, this one is uh, is from Mikey. We got three stars. So okay. So usually, just three. Yeah, usually we've been getting solid five stars. So let's see what Mikey's uh, beef is. I, I really, <laughs> I really enjoy Crowler's take on just about everything, and an occasional attempt at a joke by Andrew. But perhaps you could do a little less Andrew and a little more Croiler. Oh. <laughs> Since that is what drives the show. Thank you for your consideration. Do that, and I'll give you five stars next time. So. So I think Damn. I think for Mikey this episode, I'm just gonna try. I'm, I'm gonna try not to talk as much. So Mikey, if you're listening right now, I know you're thinking, "God damn it, we're about a minute, two minutes in, and Andrew's talking most of the time." And I'm really sorry for that. I'm gonna try. I'm just gonna get through this intro, and then hopefully Corey can just coast through the rest of the show, and uh, then we'll have we'll have maybe a five star review if you could change that. That'd be awesome. We'd appreciate it. <laughs> Okay. Well, um, so see, Mikey, this is where the problem lies is Andrew thinks of all the topics we're going to talk about. He doesn't tell them to me before the show, but he does think about them and he's got a semi plan going. I just show what I said. Semi semi. Yeah. yeah. I just come in and I just respond to him or talk to him, have a conversation with him. So if you don't want Andrew to talk and he won't share his plan for the podcast, then it sounds like this <laughs> for like an hour. <laughs> see, that, that's very nice. And I see what you're doing there. But I, I, I kind of wonder if you may have kind of undercut what you were saying by saying that I, what, what he listens to, that's me planning and that's you improvising. Yes. He's like, he's like, oh my God, this is Andrew trying. This is Andrew. <laughs> this is him attempting to have... <laughs> <laughs> like a formatted show, in which case, Mikey, I think you may be winning me over. I, I think that you might be onto something. Would you? Would you like to produce this show? <laughs> That's funny. That's uh, funny. So yeah, everyone, if, if you haven't if you haven't yet, please go to rev- to iTunes and give us a review. And and if you would like to be as mean and brutal as possible, we're always we're always happy to do that. Um, yeah. And. I think that's, I think that is, it's fair because most of the comments have been about like your voice or something, something about you. So it's only fair that I start to take a little bit of the heat. Yeah, it's about, it's about, about, about damn time that you get some heat shit. Right. <laughs> so our first topic today, it's a segment. We haven't done a segment, a, a titled segment in a while. Um, we've okay. done like Croiler's Corner. We've done some other things, which we're, we're overdue for a Croiler's Corner, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. It's been a minute. I had a couple different titles. I didn't know what to go with. I thought like maybe Andrew versus Jiu-Jitsu or Andrew defeats Jiu-Jitsu or Jiu-Jitsu is trash. And wow. do you, do you, what do you think about those segments? I mean, you started off strong with, you know, Andrew 
fights jujitsu, but then like it just kind of went downhill from there. Okay, because I was thinking the segment where I give you a submission and then we theoretically walk through or we walk through scenarios where you're in different positions with that submission and I have to escape. And you tell me why I'll either be successful or why I will fail at those. Okay. All right. So All right. The, the only thing that I want you to do before you, this is promise me that you won't get mad and like throw your computer. If I do show that jujitsu is trash. Okay. I, 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 I won't get mad. We, we, we agree. Yeah, sure. We're, we're, okay. we're in agreement. All right. So the move of the, the move of this segment is going to be, or the submission is going to be Kimura. Okay. All right. First time. A poor choice, but okay. Well, why do you say it's a poor choice? Because it's probably one of the most versatile submissions there are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm one of the most versatile people there are. So I, I'm nervous for fair. you right now trying to contain me. <laughs> All right. First, first position. You're on top. Yeah, you have side control. You yep. have the Kimura. Okay. I've got to get out. So, okay. hmm, what is what is a guy to do when he's here? <sighs> I'm gonna say maybe my first my first thing. I'm gonna try to maybe turn turn away from you and flatten my back onto the mat. Okay. And then this is something where this may be just just something like a smaller person can do, but I flatten my back to the mat and then I'm going to work my inside knee up in between your like arms and I extend it. So that kind of breaks and loosens your grip and I can retract my arm. Okay. Okay. So first things first, I know you'll say, well, here's what I would do to stop that. Is that a way to get out? Well, yes, yes, it can be. Okay. Um, but there's all sorts of like, you know, prefaces you have to put in place, like you know, in order to accept that as an escape, right? First, first, the person has to, to be half brain dead, is what you're gonna say. Well, no, we have to we have to assume that I'm not in a perfect locked in Kimura position. And right, what, what, when you say perfect locked in, what's the perfect locked in? So, so if I'm inside mount, a perfect Kimura would be where my, let's say I'm Kimura in your right arm, mm-hmm. right? I would have to have my left hip near your collarbone shoulder, my left armpit near your right hip, um, preferably in full contact so there's no space. And then my right knee would be slightly above your head. And that way I can push with my left leg and create an upper body rotation, exposing your, your shoulder to the Kimura. Okay, yes. That, if you're that far along, you, that's a good point. I'm in, I don't know what I'm doing there. I, I'm, I'm basically you're, you're tapping. I'm tapping. <laughs> so, so all of these will, will be Kimuras like you got your grips and so it, maybe it's Kimura. kind of extended. So I have a Kimura grip, but not necessarily a Kimura. Correct. Yes. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a God. So yes, I, I do need a little <laughs> bit of leeway here. Okay. Well, um, in that situation where I have a Kimura grip inside Mount, 
and you start turning away from me, that becomes an issue. Um, so as you turn, you know, the, the, my solution without transitioning to a different submission would be to move, as, as you turn away from me, to bring your right knee in between us to pull your right arm free, my solution would be to walk into north and south. So as you rotate to, to the outside, I rotate towards your head. Okay. And what that does for me is it allows me to be able to turn you on onto your left side. So even though you're turning to your right, I can move all of your body to the left because of the leverage created by the Kimura. Um, and at that point, then we're back into Kimura, only the sentence from north and south versus side mount. Let me, maybe I'm, I'm visually thinking of this the wrong way, but if I'm, down and you're on my right side and you're going for the Kimura on that right arm and I'm trying to turn away, which would be to my left side. And then you're trying, you, to, you're trying to turn into it, right? To bring your right knee in between us. I was turning away. <laughs> Is that, oh no. If you turn away, you're turning Oh no, 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 yourself. no. Sorry. You're right. Yeah. Towards yeah, you. Cause okay. I'm, I'm flattening my back out. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. If, that, if, if, <laughs> if I'm going the other way, then. Then, then, then I'll just let you do it. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so, so yeah, I'm turning towards you. Yeah. I get this up. You, I'm trying to do that. You start to walk up to North South and now that further exposes your back. Yeah. Got you. Okay. Uh, all right. So that's that. Let me think of my, uh, another defense from that position where you're there. Um, that's a tough spot. I feel like to, to get out of what, what's from, from bottom North and South Kimura. Yeah. Or from side mount. I mean, bottom North and South Kimura, um, it can be, but it's not impossible. I mean, if it's not fully locked in, there's always a way out. So if I was in the bottom and you're Kimura me from North and South and I'm on my side where my back's exposed, my fight isn't necessarily to break the Kimura grip or even necessarily to go flat. I think flat's a byproduct. Um, in a North and South situation, the fight, and, and truly in all Kimuras, the fight really is elbow placement. Okay. So if you're kimura me, let's say you're kimura my right arm, I'm on my left side, my back's completely exposed, you know, and, and you're in North and South. My the, the fight that I need to have is to get my right elbow past your right elbow. If my elbow slips your elbow pit, then I'm free. And, and to do that, what I would do is I would secure my hand in place so it doesn't just get suddenly jerked out of position and I have to tap. And then I would create a full upper body rotation with the only goal being to slip my elbow past your elbow pit. You know, everybody focuses on big, big, broad movements. You gotta move my whole body and go flat. Well, your opponent is going to be looking for that. But if you're looking to put all your energy into a much smaller movement, you can get a much greater result. So I would fight elbow pit to elbow pit. So basically slip my elbow past your elbow pit. And once that happens, then all you have is a Kimura grip on my forearm. And then I can go flat and start escaping. Okay. Now, if we're back to that side control position and you're then and you're now trying to move to north-south, mm-hmm. can I just in my head I'm saying okay I'm just gonna follow you and try to move with you it is that is that a thing I could do or is it is are you faster on top to get to that position than I am on bottom to adjust 
So it depends, right? So if we're talking about strictly not changing submissions, because me personally, I would have moved into different submissions. But if we're talking about me fighting for the Kimura as you're trying to fight to escape, as you rotate into the Kimura, there is a, um, a, a, a critical moment where you actually turn things on me. Right. So if I have the Kimura grip and I'm moving to north and south as you're turning into the Kimura, if your elbow slips my elbow pit, you can actually arm bar me from the bottom of side mount, even though I have a Kimura on you and you will win that fight. Is it a, is it an, is it like the, a, a belly down arm bar? Nope. It's a one legged arm bar. Your, your right knee that you're trying to bring between me and you to break your arm free mm-hmm. would be across my belly and your outside leg. In this case, the left leg would be over my head. Okay. Oh, I didn't, I but, didn't see that there. But that has to, your elbow pit has to slip past, sorry, your elbow has to slip past my elbow pit. Right. So that's, that's where I like, me as a person trying to chase the Kimura, I need to be aware of that because if I can keep your elbow from slipping the elbow pit, then I can put you further into trouble and turn you on your left side. Okay. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? So that's why sometimes it's better to transition to a different submission than to chase one that is lost. Next position, still Kimura. And yeah, so the pretense... Uh, I'll add one more, one more rule. You are, let's say, determined to get a Kimura. So yes, there are probably, as we go through these things, there are many situations where you'd say, why, why, why am I fighting for this? I'm just going to go for something right. else. Right. You're the, you're the guy who's like, no, fuck it. I'm getting a Kimura. And that's how I'm finishing this. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, next one. I'm on top and I'm inside control. You get a Kimura from the bottom. Bottom side control. Yep. You with me so far? Yeah. I don't know that I would ever do that, but okay. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> you, you, you never go for a Kimura if someone is on top inside control and they're just like hanging that arm out there? I, if anything, I would use it to get back to half. If I was in half guard, I would feel comfortable going for a Kimura, but I wouldn't just Kimura from bottom side just to Kimura from bottom side. Is it because you don't have there's no, control? There's no control. There's no okay. control. Yeah. And that's all right. So that's, that's probably why I was able to come up with a couple ways to get out of that. <laughs> but it's okay. We can humor the, the, the situation. Yeah. 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 Uh, so the first one I can just, if you have that, I was thinking I just knee slide over your belly. So I'm in like Mount now. And now with me being in Mount, you I don't think you have like much strength here to do a whole lot. So I can, I could like, break this grip down with like a hand or like my head in your chest oh no 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 if you mounted if, if i have camera from bottom side and you mount the determining factor to whether you win or you tap an embarrassing tap on top mount would be whether you, <laughs> <laughs> it would be whether or not your wrist is past your hip Okay, so like past my hip in what sense? So, so your arm, your arm has this very strange property. Okay, anybody's arms. Okay, so mechanically speaking, your arms are only powerful if your wrists are in front of your hip to shoulder line. Okay, so gotcha. if you draw a line from your hip to shoulder, if your hand goes behind that, you have zero power. Okay, and this is very, very important because I can make somebody who's very strong very mechanically weak so if i have a kimura from bottom side 
and you mount. And in that mounting process, your wrist slips behind your hip to shoulder line. You now will tap a very embarrassing tap on top mount because I will be able to crank the hand past behind, effectively performing a Kimura, and you won't have a means to escape. Not fast enough. You can. You think you can still hit that Kimura with me being? I, I, I know I can. But it seems like when I when I put myself in your position on bottom, and they're up. Yes, I may have some control there, and I may be able to keep that arm kind of behind them. But it does. I don't feel like I could get it far enough. Like I'm too extended at that point. But, but remember, remember, Kimura isn't so much about extensions; it is about rotation, right? So. You know, if you're mounted and I have a Kimura and your hand is behind your hip, you know, I'm going <clears> to <throat> dig my shoulder into my elbow into your shoulder and I'm going to, and as I push the wrist up, you will have to come down to account for pain. So as you come down, it further powers my ability to finish the Kimura. So as you're, as you're bringing, turning that, I'm probably, I feel like, yes, like you said, I'll come down and then. And that gives me more range of motion to finish the Kimura. Yeah, I feel like maybe even to relieve that pressure, I would maybe even go back to side control. I don't know. You, you'd have to, you'd, I mean, that's a really, you'd have to roll. Okay. You'd and have if, to roll. If I roll, you're oh, coming you with me still, right? And Correct. I will follow you up into like a side mountain north and south Kimura. Okay. Oh, that'd be... <laughs> yeah, the only, only way that you could mount from a Kimura with a Kimura from side mount and be safe as if if the target arm if you have a grip like on your belt or your hand across your belly or something like that that way when you mount your hand is in front of your hip to shoulder line and your arm is still mechanically powerful and that in that moment I become mechanically weak and the Kimura will fail yes I, I, I can I can I, I can see where grabbing that belt that's that's always an a, and easy it's always something that i think we all do and we just do it a lot of times i'll do it because i'm just thinking i don't want you to take this arm but i'm not thinking right. of that battle from simply the inches of my hand being on the on my torso or on my like gut as opposed right. to just a couple inches back where now it's behind this this side my my hip and now right very it's bad way. yeah once once that happens it's a serious problem okay all right, here's my other here's my other one. I'm uh I'm on top. No, I'm sorry, I'm still in side control now. You you have that Kimura. Can I just dig my head in your chest and push? Yes, you can. Okay. Actually, um that is one of the most underrated defenses in all of jiu-jitsu. Anytime somebody kimuras you, if you place your head in their chest, particularly in their sternum, their ability to finish the Kimura is, is vastly diminished. It's almost impossible at that point. And without, what, mecha what mechanically right. is happening there that caused that, that head in the chest is causing? So, you know, it, your spine is essentially a, a flexible rod, right? And, and it's held in place by muscles. In fact, some of the strongest muscles in your body are supporting your spine. So thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Just yours, though, not anybody yeah. else's. <laughs> um, so for a Kimura to happen, right, I need to take your arm and bend it behind you and move it towards your head. 
So for that to just physically happen, I have to have your chest close to my chest. Because remember, my arms are only so long, and I have to be able to bend yours so that my arms are physically longer than yours, and then push through that. If you are so far away from me, when I can worry you, right, then I, I don't have any more range of motion to push or to bend or to rotate. That's why most Kimura, you pull it in to bring the person down to you so that you have a little bit more range of motion than they do. If you extend and you keep your Kimura extended out, then you have no range of motion plus you're weak there. So when you put your head on my chest in any Kimura, you're adding the length of your head and your neck and your shoulder between you and I. And that length makes my arm, my arms, instead of being nice and tight to where I have the nice strong range of motion there, it extends my arm out, which makes me physically weak. And then I just don't have the range of motion to, to push through anything. It's essentially like putting a, a, a bar between you and I. And, and yeah. now I, I have to operate a Kimura with extended arms. And that's just not going not gonna to function. So if range of motion is a big part of uh, success of a Kimura, are people with long arms usually better or do they have a much better chance of finishing Kimuras? Because while they, I, I guess they have the range of motion, but they also, the farther you go from your body, you also see the other point. The other thing to take into consideration is your power the farther you get away from right. it. So Correct. they lose that power the farther they go from their body, but they still do have that chance of being able to be within a range of motion that's doable for them. Yeah, I mean, like if we're talking about strictly on generic terms, long-limbed long limbed people are better at attacking than short-limbed people. And people that have shorter limbs tend to be better at defending than people with, with long limbs. But it's not, it's not like, oh, I have short arms. I'm stuck being a defensive person forever. That's not true. I'm just saying as a general rule, it tends to work out that way. Now, um, as far as having long arms, will that make you better at kimuring people? The answer is not necessarily. Um, what... I think that the, the the deciding factor of whether you're going to be good at Kimuras or not is whether you understand that a Kimura is a tight move, it should be tight to you, and it should be uh, upper body rotation-based with arm assistance, where most people think of a Kimura as a, a pushing move. I have to push their hand behind their head, and that becomes a primary focus. And as they do that, they extend their arms, and they become weak, and the Kimura tends to fail at that point. So it's more about being tight and having strong control of the rotation versus being you know, stretched out and weak. Okay. The other escape I was trying to think of and I'm, I'm going to explain part of it because I we've you talked about it before but I don't even know if it was in this scenario it was maybe a few months ago in a part of one of our series where you have a Kimura and you have to be careful because if your opponent rolls and your head's not and if your head's down you'll get caught in a Kimura do you remember what I'm talking about Yes. What 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 um, was that context? So in in um, in half guard, even in close guard too, but but mostly this happens in half guard. 
if you're in the bottom and you're applying the Kimura, there is a moment where your opponent can counter Kimura you. Because for you to achieve a Kimura, uh, a proper Kimura, you have to achieve certain 90 degree angles, right? Um, and when you achieve those 90 degree angles, by default, so does your opponent. The difference being that that placement of where is the hand is the hand in regards to the hip to shoulder line. So when I set up a Kimura on you, I have control of your wrist and I'm pushing your wrist past the hip to shoulder line in order to finish you. But in half guard, as an example, everything is nearly identical, right? So if should the person on top that's being Kimura, should they find a way to brace their hand in front of their hip to shoulder area and then they fall to their side, they can force because of their mass dropping, they can force your grip to slip past your sh hip to shoulder line, effectively counter Kimura in you. And, um, and then that could be a problem. If your head's in the wrong place, you're stuck, you can't move. And so the solution was you lift your head up and that allows you to just roll through it. Correct, because if your head's free and mobile, then your body is free and mobile as a general rule. Okay. Last position. I'm in your guard. You get your Kimura. Okay. And now there's, uh, so I, but, but my, first, my first escape was one that we already touched on. Uh, I, I try to put my head in your chest, push away. Is that mm -hmm. something I can do from being in your close, guard? From close guard or half guard? Close guard. Close guard. Um, I don't know about pushing away. I think I think putting your head on my chest would prevent me from getting the Kimura. Um, and even if I were long enough to manage to lock the Kimura grip into position, if your head is on my chest, I would not have the range of motion to actually be able to finish it. Yeah. Second one, and I wish I had someone to do this with because I'm, I'm curious about it, if, if it would work at all or if it would just put me in a worse position. I mean, I'm here in your guard. You've got your Kimura. I, I stand up. Okay. And then I start, like, bouncing to try to, like – Open my legs. Open your legs. Uh-huh. So as soon as your legs open up, then that gives me freedom to like move around into something else. Do you think, <laughs> am I able to get to that position or are you just hanging on with that Kimura? No, no. The moment that you stand up, my whole body's going to hang off your shoulder. So it's just a ton of pressure I'm putting on myself. Yeah. But the pressure isn't on, on the submission. Like you won't feel like your shoulder's being cranked. You're going to feel like your hand, your target hand is being pushed behind you. Right. It becomes a counter lever. You see what I'm saying? Because as I'm hanging off, off that shoulder, right, my weight is going to be on my elbow that's on your shoulder, which lowers your head. Ah, uh, okay. And the counter lever pushes your hand behind your shoulder. Damn, okay, that didn't work like I thought it yeah, would. Yeah, that, that's, not, that's not the way to go. Like, that's an instant tap there. <laughs> right, what, what's a good way to get out of that Kimura if you're, if you're in someone's closed guard? Closed guard? Um, the... the the very best thing to do, you know, if you know that they're coming first, a Kimura does not happen ever if your elbows are tied to your ribcage. It's impossible, right? So if you're in somebody's close guard, you know your elbows should be inside anyways and not outside of their legs. So if, if you just do that, 
there's no Kimuras, but let's say you mess that up and they get a Kimura grip. First thing I would do is place my head on their, on their sternum to stop their ability to finish the Kimura. And then the second step would be to rescue the target hand. And to rescue the target hand, I would use my free hand and move it underneath my belly to get to my to the hand that's being targeted by you. I would grip that hand and I would pull, I would assist my target hand under my belly. Once that happens, then I can move my head off of your chest because at that point, my hand is in front of my hip to shoulder line and your, your Kimura won't work anyways. Gotcha, okay. That's it for this jujitsu is trash segment and I think this is going to surprise everyone but I guess I didn't defeat jujitsu in this in this segment I I, I no, think I fell but, short of that <laughs> no but you did miss a great opportunity to do an arm bar when you're in the top side mount and I was kimmering you from bottom side I saw that, but I just didn't want to embarrass you in front of everyone. Right, right. Um, you know, if you can't figure it out, ask, try, try it on Morgan. There is a way to armbar the person that's kimmering you from bottom side. Okay. Bottom side. Wait, I'm in bottom side? No, she's in bottom side kimmering you, and you have a way to armbar her <laughs> without, without getting off the kimura. I'll go wake her up and, and say, <laughs> hey, let me see your arm for a second. <laughs> okay we're gonna transition to an instagram question from johnny Uh, he has yeah so this is first parts for me second parts for you first part is he says top what are your top three combos taught by croiler and why and then later he has for you your top three favorite combos to teach and why so when I when I read this originally, <laughs> I just read my top three combos. I guess I'm a little I'm a little self centered, and I just saw me, my, my, and I didn't even see your name. So I came up I came up with my favorite combos, uh, and okay. some of them you taught. Uh, okay. The first one, which you definitely taught, was uh, the omoplata. They roll. And then you stop and you keep all the pressure. Um, you roll up so you're in like a, you're on your knees kind of. And you have mm-hmm. all your weight on like their shoulder, I guess, shoulder, yeah. bi- bicep. Um, collarbone, yeah. Collarbone. And so you have their wrist, their arms at a 90 degree angle, their hand pointing up to the ceiling basically. And right. you have a couple different, you have what, about four that I can think of, you can go like wrist lock, you can go elbow lock, shoulder lock, uh, and then like a straight arm. Straight arm, there's arm bar, there's uh, a choke there too, there's a Kimura, there's a couple other things, but yeah, the the, the initial four, this is the one that people kind of latch onto the most. Yeah, I, 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 I like those as a, as a smaller version because one, Omoplata, I, I like to use a lot. Two, a lot of people roll through it, and three, when they roll through it, no matter how big the person is, you can just sit. It's, it's fun to just sit on that. If you sit on the right spot and all that pressure is put on that right spot. Yeah. (laughs) They just are stuck. And you see these like big people being like, God fucking damn it. Like trying to move (laughs) and you just have this arm to like do what you want with. Yeah. It's like when a little kid holds your leg, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> so that's that first one is one that you definitely have taught. The other ones, I don't know if you taught them or if I just came up with them. Uh, not came up with them, but just yeah, just I, I, I there are patterns that I people will fall into that makes makes it easy to catch them in certain things. So the first one was uh, when someone's in my guard. If I'll go for a Kimura and I'm working on it, <clears throat> a lot of times what they'll do is they'll like. I have that Kimura and they're, they'll extend their head and their neck like towards me and like kind of mm-hmm. come into me, which just makes it really easy to just wrap my arm around and get like a one-armed uh, guillotine. Right. And we did that in our bump over hip over series where we talked about when you go hip over Kimura guillotine. Okay. Damn. I thought like I made that up, but I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's an old one. <laughs> okay. All right. So that, that, that's one. That's one I like a lot, especially if, if you're familiar and, uh, and you do, and you do that really well. I know that a couple of times you, you had good guillotine entries. So on me even. Yeah. It, it's just, that's, that's one that I'll always, I don't know if it's a size thing, but whenever I'm with someone who's my size, I'll always tell them like, Hey, look for this because it just, it happened. It, I, it, it, I think everyone with a smaller person is trying to always push forward. And like, if, if they don't know what to do, they're like, I'll just push through them and kind of smash them. And so those quick one arm guillotines are always there to just slide in. You know Absolutely. me, bro. I love sliding in. <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then my last one is, I think there's video evidence of this one. If, if people watch the, the match of Paul versus me versus Paul um, at the end, I, a lot of times if I, I, I like to get people's back, which everyone does. And then when I'm on the back, I'll try to go for that rear naked choke and I'll try to, we've talked on the podcast before you, you always say to get that rear naked choke. It, they have the chin down. You can use your thumb, like the knuckle of your thumb to just like go along their jawline almost right. um, and just work your way through. And so I'll do that. And it, but if I start to, if I, if I'm struggling to get through, I at least can get close enough through their chin to grab their collar. Mm-hmm. So I'll go for that rear naked choke and then switch up, grab the collar and then go to like a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good way to go. Okay. I made that, I, I made that one up, right? That's, that's an I, Andrew I, I, sequence. I, I don't think you made that up either, but that's okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So th- those are, those are the three I like, and I'll give two of th- two, two, two out of three of those to Croiler. I figured you're going to mention the controller, but, but I yeah. guess not. That is, that is truly mine, but, uh, yes. And that's proprietary too. I get it. I get it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, now, Croyler, let's hear what your three favorite combos are to teach and why. To teach? Oh. Um, <laughs> to teach, or I guess if, if, if you have combos that you just really like. So, so to teach, it's really tough because, you know, like if I'm teaching a group class, I'm going to teach every combo I know, and I expect my students to, to learn all my combos. And some of my combos are very, you know, complex and intricate. Um, you know, still following a, an effective path, but um, generally speaking, I have one-on-one, so to speak, combos for every position. Those are things that I think somebody from blue potentially going into purple should know. So, like, there's always like a one, two, three, four from side mount, one, two, three, four from half guard, and and neon belly and top mount. So. 
it's kind of hard for me to say my favorite combos to teach. Um, I think once I, I try to keep it simple, if I don't know the student, I'm just teaching somebody that I have no idea what their game is like or what their level is. I will always try to teach things that are tried and true on a large populace because if I don't know somebody's athletic level, like I, I can't gauge how, you know, in their experience, I can't gauge how, complex the combos can be so to me um i like to do just again if i don't know you i don't know how much training you have or your athletic level or experience you know from close guard i always like to do you know like flower flower sweep into spin armbar into truck and back take those that's a simple combo that works well um from from you know top mount I like to go cross collar choke to technical mount to go wrist lock to shoulder lock um, from the back. Then there's always the the disarming of the back. So take the back, you know, control the opponent's upper body, transition into rear nakeds, wrist locks, and so on. But it, it's 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 hard to say like my favorite to teach because I like teaching everything. Mm-hmm. Now, could you tell us the three favorite combos that I've taught you? Um, I don't know, you know, I learned from everybody, even, even my white belts. Um, for me, what I've learned, you know, rolling with you is that because there's such a a large size difference between you and I, um, Mm. that where like, if I go with somebody like Claude or Dr. Howe, you know, they're, they're not quite my size, but the size difference between me and them isn't so large as it is between me and you. Mm-hmm. So I don't usually think I'm leaving any gaps opening, any gaps open for you to escape, attack, move. Um, but you can take advantage of those, of those gaps, you know, where like Claude and Dr. Howe, because they're closer to my size than you are they can't take advantage. There's not enough space for them, but there's enough space for you. So what I've learned from rolling with you is I have to make, I have to decrease the already small space I'm giving up. Um, and, and I think that you may even have an easier time moving into or out of things with me than let's say with like Dr. Howe, because Dr. Howe is closer to your size than you are to me. Mm-hmm. So by default, he leaves a smaller space. Yeah, well, that was a very thoughtful answer, and thank you. Uh, I, yeah. I was—I I thought you might mention the the swing dance dancing lessons that I've given you, and the combos I've taught you there, like like the the one two step, the the twist, the dip. I, I mean, oh, I, I taught I th- you those things, and you don't want to give me credit for that. What's up? I, I thought we we're keeping it straight to jujitsu. Oh, okay. I, I, I guess yeah, I didn't make that clear. So next time we can talk about the dance combos I've taught you. One hundred percent. All right, let's let's that, that, let's let's wrap this one up for the day. Um, you know what? This is my own question. I I don't know why I was thinking about this last night, but are there any good jujitsu movies that aren't um, that aren't documentaries, like movies about jujitsu or movies where jujitsu plays a a, a, a some somewhat of a role where you see it a little bit at least so if you want movies that are not documentaries but are good at jujitsu 
I'm assuming you're talking about jujitsu techniques or, or things being displayed. Yes. At, at first, I thought like movies about jujitsu, but I'm like, I don't think those exist uh, that I know of. There, there's there's like a few that come to mind, but they're horrible, horrible stories. They're not worth watching. Hey, 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 um, hey, hey. We all right. Here's what we need to do. We need to you need to give me what those movies are. We'll watch them together. That would be probably a very fun experience. Maybe we could even do a mystery science theater type viewing of them. Sure. As soon as Corona lifts, we can do that. <laughs> um, no, as far as like like good jujitsu in movies, um, there's a few. Um, there's uh, there's one I watched recently. They just came out on Netflix. Extraction had a lot of a lot of jujitsu in it. Um, Is that the one with Chris Hemsworth? Yeah, yeah. the 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 techniques were straight to the point. You know, of course, lots of like he's a lot of these those characters in the mo- those movies are like semi-human you know you know they're like almost superhuman mm-hmm. but there's lots of jujitsu based techniques there um john wick particularly the first john wick had a lot of jujitsu and of course you know they would go sense a little bit senseless on the the style stylistic you know approach like at one point i think john wick slaps on a, a triangle on somebody and there's no reason for it. He pulls a gun out and shoots a guy in the head. <laughs> like, you know, like that's Wait, not something you would do. Yeah, I'm trying to think of if I have someone in a triangle, which way is the gun pointing? Like, it's... He pointed up from the hip. He pulls okay. from the hip and points up, yeah. But, right. but my whole point is, is like, you already have a triangle. Like, there's nobody around. Like, there's no reason to, like, <laughs> to do that other than it just it looked good, looked cool, you know what I mean? Like... Oh, I thought um, maybe you were going to say he was in like a group fight. And so he had to be quick about it. Well, no, he or, just wanted to kill that guy. Yeah. Originally he was in a group fight, but this was the last guy he fought. <laughs> He's like, he thought, you know, what? I just, I just sent a bunch of your friends to the underworld. So I, I, you might as well join them. But you could kill him with a triangle. You wouldn't have to shoot him. That's true. But he gets you know, he gets a real good deal on bullets. So yeah, he, clearly, yeah. Uh, but but both of those are, are more recent movies with you know decent storylines, um, with with some pretty decent jujitsu in them. Um, but otherwise, if you're looking at jujitsu history or something along those lines, then you, then you're kind of stuck with documentaries, and, and there's some really great ones out there. Does a movie or does does an example come to mind of like the worst jujitsu you've seen in a movie where you've seen something where maybe they say it's jujitsu and you're like, no, that's not. Or, or they just do something and you tell it's like, it's just some, some weird Allison in Wonderland, just distorted view of jujitsu. So a few years ago, I, uh, I was, I, I got into this like rabbit hole of just, martial arts movies in the middle of the night and i i started like looking at clips and of different things and i i went into like into like bollywood martial arts movies into like whoa okay chinese and 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 like like all i mean just all sorts of different like martial arts movies and there's one i can't remember the name but you know, it, it, the the clip I watched was like a ten minute fight between these two guys, and it started off with some striking. I don't care about that, but then they got into grappling, and I was like, "Man, the grappling's kind of good." You know, like they got a good double leg. The guy passed the guard. Like there's no like he just like double legged the guy and then like picked him up and slammed him. He 
double leg passes guard got to mount. I'm like, oh, this is not bad. And then like he arm bars the guy and he like breaks the guy's arm and like the bone comes out and it's splintered. And then the guy doesn't just shriek in pain, like, oh my God, the bone is through my arm, which is <laughs> impossible, but not impossible, unlikely. No, the guy gets up and like snaps his arm back into place and like continues to fight. And I'm like, yeah, this this went downhill very quickly. <laughs> But could you it, see? Could you see the broken bone that he snapped in oh, place? Oh yeah, they, yeah. It goes, it goes out, and then he like pushes it back in place, and you hear the crunch, and all of a sudden he's fine, and he's back to fighting. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's badass jujitsu. Yeah, that's it. That's oh, something. Sorry, I meant to say dumbass, but yeah. Yeah, that's something. <laughs> you don't remember the name of that, do you? No, no. I, I'll have to go back and see if it's still in my search history. It was maybe two or three years ago. Um. <laughs> Wait, you, your search history goes back two or three years ago? Who, what are you, a fucking to... saint? Who keeps their search history that long? <laughs> I don't delete my search history. <laughs> wow, ooh, I'm predator. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> I don't think I have a search history from two hours ago. <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, okay, well, this is... Uh, this is uh, this is a long three-day weekend if you're in the States. Uh, it's Memorial Day weekend, so a lot of people probably have Monday, Monday off as well. So yeah. we're getting – we are, what, a month and a half away from possibly opening up our gym, right? Yeah, so we, we're um, opening for private classes, um, very limited with certain guidelines we have to meet um, starting on – Tuesday, the 26th, but officially to reopen the school and to have group classes and people rolling like we can't even roll in the private classes. But um, for for true true classes where people can roll and 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 you know have everybody there and stuff, we can't do it until at least July 4th. Okay. Well, I eagerly await that date and rolling with you because it'll be the worst. It'll be, I'll be, I'll be getting you at your worst. Like this is the worst I'll ever find you in jujitsu, yes. but it's also yes. the worst I'll be in jujitsu. Right. It's also the time that you're going to roll with me where I'll have the most pent up frustration. That's true. And the least amount of injuries. <laughs> it's also true. I'm, I'm, I'm quickly looking forward to this lesson. That's now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, you have a good day, and we will see everyone later. Have a fantastic week. Yep. See you. Bye.